Shvius, Perik Zayin, Mishnah Gimel, 7.3. We just established in the previous Kalb Mishnayas that vegetable matter that's used and consumed by humans or animals or as dye stuff, um, that's a legitimate use of Perik of fruits that have the Kedusha Shvius, um, and it carries with it the restrictions of Shmias. Now, amongst those restrictions are both the wasting as well as doing commerce. So this mission will first talk about some items which are less familiar, Clipe Rimon, the rind of a pomegranate, the panechelo, and the calyx, little like um, flower-like, star-like thing coming off of the pomegranate. Those are used to make them die, and therefore they have Kedusha Shvius. Clipe Agozim, these are the husks around the walnut. I'm not talking about the shell. The shell is like wood and doesn't have Kedusha Shvius. But the husk, the, the fibrous husk around the walnut, is um, used for dye stuff, and therefore it also has Kedusha Shvius. The Galinen, Galinen are pits. So in the time of the Mishnah, they would feed pits, like date pits, to their camels, so that would be have Kedusha Shvius. Or if they would have a way to eat, let's say, olive pits, which it seems they did in the Mishnah's time, that would mean it would also be food and therefore have Kedusha Shvius. And that's what the Mishnah says, Yeshlam Shvius, such vegetable matter, has Kedusha Shvius, and if one would sell it in a permissible way, then Lidaman Shvius, the money used to purchase those pits or those rinds of pomegranates, etc., um, would now get the Kedusha also of Shvius and have to be treated accordingly. The next part of the Mishnah now transitions into the topic of doing commerce with Peroshvius, which is disallowed. And one may not do business with them. Uh, and in that we have to differentiate between goods and services. Providing services in any amount using Peroshvius and getting any kind of compensation is doing business. Um, and that being the case, the Mishnah says, Hatsaba, if a person is a dyer, means he makes his living dyeing fabric. So Veila he's permitted to dye his own clothing. His own stuff for his own personal use, that's not business, not permissible. But he may not dye fabric for anyone else in exchange for compensation, because any amount of compensation is doing business with the dye stuff material, which is has Kadusha Shvias. As the Mishnah says, one may not do business with vegetable matter that has Kadusha Shvias. Uh, similarly, but not related to Shvias at all, Veloba Bukharos, a person can't do business with Bukharos. A Bukhor is a firstborn male that's born to a cow, goat, or sheep. The proper thing to do with that, if there's a base of Megdash and the animal is whole and sound, the baby is to bring it as a Korban. A Bukhor is one of the eight times of, eight types of Zvachim. It's brought as a Korban. It belongs to the Kohen, and the Kohen will eat that Bukhor um, as Kachim Kalim. If the Bukhor is born and it has some kind of mum, a blemish, which disallows it from brought as a korban. So if it's a temporary blemish, so then one just waits until the blemish resolves itself, and then the animal can be brought as a as a korban, as a bukhor. If it's a permanent blemish, a mum kavua, so then the animal remains the property of a kohen. It has to be given to a kohen, um, and the kohen is allowed to eat it without bringing it as a korban. Um, and in fact, the Kohen can um, invite his friends to eat it with him. There's no restriction on non-Kohanim eating a Bukhor. It's just that it belongs monetarily to the Kohen. However, while eating the meat of a Bukhor is permissible, 
working such an animal, a voda, or shearing such an animal for the wool, say a bukhor sheep, so that's a giza, those are forbidden activities and one may not do it. So the mission here is saying that a person can't go into business being like a clearinghouse, a distributor of permissible bukhoros. Um, can't tell Kohanim, you know, if you have a bukhor that's a balmum, I'll give you a pretty penny for it and sell it on. Um, the reason why Chazal didn't want that, says the Bartonur, is because um, bukhor roasts will be lingering about and they'll end up um, inadvertently perhaps getting um, shorn or worked, and that would be an answer from the Torah. So since we don't want them lingering about, we don't want like a central marketplace where they would sort of amass waiting to be sold, etc. And therefore the Mishnah here is saying that one may not do business with Bukhoros. Um, a Kohen who happens to have a Bukhor could sell it. Um, and that's important, as we'll see that distinction going on with Shvias in a few moments. The same way if I happen to have a stroller in my garage and I want to now get rid of it, and I put it on eBay, I did not become a stroller merchant. I'm not doing business with strollers. I don't work in strollers. I happen to be selling a stroller, or even two or three. Um, so, so too, if a Kohen happens to have a Bukhor he's not going to eat, he could sell that animal or the meat of that animal um, without any restriction, um, but he can't go into formal business doing it. Um, also worth noting is that since the concern is that the living animals will be left lingering about and come to be worked or shorn, once the animals have been shechted and they just meat, then one actually could do business with them. This is a Bartanora because there's no fear of that anymore. The Mishnah also says, Vloba Trumos, a person similarly cannot go into business selling Truma. Truma is referring to Trumos, or the various gifts like Truma, Chala, Trumas Meister, etc., that are given to the Kohen. Again, they are property of the Kohen. Unlike Bukhoros, however, only Kohanim may eat Truma. A Kohen cannot invite his next door neighbor to join him and eating a truma dinner, um, because truma is limited just to kohanim under the penalty of of misa uh, premature death. So uh, that being the case, we and truma has other restrictions as well. It's restricted um, that it's forbidden from the Torah to make it tame, etc. So that being the case, Chazal didn't want truma to be amassed and ultimately perhaps come to some sort of you know come tame or whatever the story is inadvertently, or be eaten by a non kohen for that matter. And that being the case, so Chazal here is saying that we don't want anybody going to business being a clearinghouse of selling truma. Um, that's inappropriate and would be rescued for, for trouble, and therefore the Torah forbids it. Excuse me, the rabbis forbade it. The Mishnah continues to say also, below, a person may not go into business uh, formally, benevelos, below betrefos, below betshkatsim, below beramasim, with not kosher food. Um, Yushalmi speaks out, we're talking about Foods that are asham in Torah, any food that is forbidden by the Torah, midoraisa, a Jew may not make his living selling these things. So, just a moment on what the difference is between an avail and a trefa. In common parlance, when we say something is not kosher, we refer to it as a trefa or treif. That's not strictly true. Not kosher means it doesn't conform to one of many different dietary rules that the Torah puts forth. Um, technically speaking. A trefa is an animal that has some kind of mortal wound, which means the animal won't live out its year. It's going to die. Like, for example, it has a hole in its lungs or something. That's a trefa. Any animal could be a trefa. Um, but normally a trefa is, we're referring to animals that were shechted, um, and notwithstanding the fact they were shechted properly, they're still not kosher because they had some mortal wound, which makes them trefa and forbidden to be eaten. A nevela is an animal that 
is not just uh, it, it didn't get proper shita, didn't get didn't get proper shita. So the way to think of it is that all terrestrial mammals are just novellas waiting to happen. Sooner or later, every domestic animal, cows, goats, sheep, as well as pigs and donkeys and camels, they're all going to be novellas sooner or later. Now there is on this little highway to that every animal is on on his way to becoming a novella, there is a exit ramp that's available just to kosher species. If a kosher terrestrial animal, like a cow, goat, or sheep, but also, say, a, a giraffe or whatever, a deer, if that animal gets shechted properly, so then it doesn't become a novella. It becomes shchuta. It's not a novella at all. So, in other words, a dead cow... Maybe an avela, maybe not. It depends if it got shrita. If it got shrita, it's not an avela. If it happens to have some sort of mortal wound, it could still be a trefa. As far as a dead horse, every dead horse always is an avela. Even if hypothetically you would shech the, the horse with a would be kosher shrita, it's not a kosher shrita because horses are not kosher species. And that in the case, every dead horse is always an avela. Okay? So we're saying you can't go, so that means, let's sum off here. When you go to the Goetia shopping market and you pick up some meat from the butcher, whether it's beef or whether it's pork, that meat you're holding in your hand is a novella. It's novella meat. Okay, it's a matama, a masa, etc. It's like a novella, um, full-blown novella, whether it's a kosher species or otherwise. So a Jew may not go into business selling horse meat and he may not go into business selling uh, 